Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. You know, pick on immigrants or pick on, you know, Asian people or pick on this, but then but, pick on fat but, white but I guys. Guess who the the funny thing is, how do you define punching down? Because there's more Asian people than there are Caucasian people on the planet. Caucasian. <laughs> 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 They're the rat called Radis. He's a leader of the bunch. A cat called Mardigliana. She's fluffy, but she's tough. Darren, he's a dopey dog. Lixie's a muddled up, mixed up bunny. Welcome again to the Ferals Podcast. I'm your host, Monkey Boy, and I'm joined by... Swinny. And Mike. <laughs> uh, this week's episode is episode three of season two, A Change is as Good as a Holiday. Um, so it opens up to snowing conditions, the ferals are stuck outside looking in fond- fondly, I guess you could say, to Robbie and Leonard who are inside the warm house. I, I thought this was weird from the start because... It's I don't think there's any major population in Australia that ever has regular snow. Nope. No. Did you think this was weird, Swinny? Uh, I didn't think it was weird because this show exists in its own vacuum of... Like, <laughs> in its own universe. So, it can have the extremes of a heatwave episode or a snow episode. It doesn't bother me. But, but th- this is yeah, go on. 1995 Australia, right? What audience Correct. is it for? I mean... People are going to watch this and go, what? I've never seen snow well, in my I, life. I guess they did uh, export this to Britain. So, if you're in Britain, you might have watched this show. Okay. Now, you know, pretty much all sort of, you know, major Western populations experience snow. Um, apart from us, South Africa, I guess, so out of the Western nations that I can think of. Um, so, yeah, but I thought it was really weird. It was it was really weird. How yeah. It just doesn't snow in Australia. Like, you have to go way out of your way, and it still doesn't snow very much in, in places. Certainly not with people around. Y- so. You have to go climb a mountain or something. Yeah, yeah, you have to go, like, you know, 500 metres in the air up a mountain in a certain perfect conditions to get any snow at all. But, yeah, so... Yeah, so I thought that was a bit strange. Um, and then, yeah, so it opens up to Robbie saying... It, <laughs> and for me, like, kind of, like, rubbing it in... That she's going on holiday, 
uh, given that it's like terrible conditions and I guess like, look, it's got to be winter. So you, you, you assume it's going to be July because it is Australia. Um, and she's going to escape the uh, snow conditions and go to the Sun Fun Resort. The Sun Fun Resort. <laughs> so I thought, you know, obviously this Sun Fun Resort, it's a real place. Correct? Of course, right? No. So, you know, yeah, of course it is. I discovered it. Oh, so wow. I searched oh, for what? it. what? <laughs> Tell it's us more. It's of course a real place. So I don't know if you guys have just got that link. So if you open it up, meanwhile, I think uh, my dog who's in the recording studio is destroying something. So there's a sun fun right. resort I don't care about that. in Nassau. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's read a couple of the reviews. So if you open up that page, <laughs> okay. I'll so read This the is like third a reverse review. credit segment. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll read the third review and I'll let you guys pick a review below the third review to to pick and read. Okay. And we'll just read it quickly in a little bit. So I'll read this first one by David H. from Massachusetts, titled For the Desperate. <laughs> he describes the, the fun runs, what, what is the fun sun resort as misconnection left me stuck in a cell, needed a nearby place to crash without spending $500, which was sun fun provided. Bring plenty of wet naps because showering isn't likely. Don't ever spend on the wake-up call and enjoy the crunch <laughs> of the plastic mattresses covers. <laughs> somewhat secure, sh- somewhat secure shelter. Good, unrelated, new restaurant on site. However, two two out of five stars. Now, I think that, that is quite accommodating. Okay, <laughs> it's accommodating. Can I, can I go next? Is. Can I go next? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, Swinney, you, you can read a review okay. of the place that Robbie would have stayed at. Yes. Of course. Okay. So I've got a one-star review by uh, Travels with Pekingese. And it's titled Dangerous. There was clearly prostitutes going in and out of rooms <laughs> or drug deals going on. <laughs> the locks on most of the doors. What the hell? Doesn't make sense. You could see it. Oh, okay. They need a punctuation. The locks on the most of the doors you could see had been busted in, broken into and repaired several times. There was a loud, violent fighting and screaming in the rooms next door. We actually feared for her life. Her, as in the Pekingese, and didn't get a wink of sleep. Wow. Oh, love it. All right, so now, Mike, you get to pick one of well, the reviews uh, of uh, the place that Robbie stayed, the Sun Fun Resort. Swinney did take mine, uh, and I, I must say, to me, that was a selling point, but whatever. Um, the the only other one I found was, I would definitely recommend this hotel, as it's a good clean place, and maids offer services daily. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely my kind uh, of place this has three pages of reviews let's just do the whole podcast about this uh sun fun resort <laughs> no. i know that could be uh uh so obviously the ferals are gonna run out of episodes um you know this could be the next uh next podcast that we pick just uh picking a random place and reading out the reviews it has it has <laughs> 20 21 stars or 20 terrible reviews <laughs> <laughs> and its highest rating is the fact that it's half decent location, apparently. <laughs> Nothing what? about the place apart from where it's located. It had two excellent reviews. What are these people saying? It's exactly what it looks like. They're always willing to work with you. I don't know. Not the prostitutes or the Pekingese? Yep. <laughs> Very pleasant and helpful children. What? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I don't even want to know. About that <laughs> okay, one. okay. So this this is where Robbie stayed, uh, the Sun Fun Resort. So 
I don't know. I think later in the episode, when she comes back, she she quite enjoyed it. So she probably contributed to one of the five star reviews. I know they must have had uh, grooming services there as well. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Ah, oh, little <laughs> little hints for the future. So uh, we have uh, Lenny Leonard, and that, now did you guys see this? That mm. this was the start. Like so, previously he was called Lenny Leonard one time in that episode where Joe was dreaming. Of Lenny receiving the Nobel Prize, or five Nobel Prizes, I think, at the time. And I joked that I'm going to start calling him Lenny Leonard. Yeah. Now, he responded as Lenny Leonard in this episode. And then later in the episode, he called himself Lenny Leonard. So, Mm. is his actual name Lenny Leonard? I didn't catch that. I swear I did not catch that. Yeah. So, like, okay, I'm jumping right ahead. But when he talks on the phone, he goes, Lenny Leonard. He said, oh, this is Lenny Leonard. And I'm like, what? Is that now his name? That's <laughs> is awesome. he Mario Mario? He is Mario Mario. <laughs> that's that's oh, that's God. almost a good, as good of a name as Joe King. So. I think Lenny Leonard is better now. <laughs> like, I really like it. Um, okay, so Lenny, and by the way, Lenny is a bit uh, unhinged, I would say, in this whole oh, episode he, from the start. He's, he's cracking. He's cracking. Oh, he's definitely lost the plot now. So, I don't know if you remember, Mike, uh, what he described his life as. Oh, no. That he had no friends, no money. He was a failure as a research scientist. But otherwise, everything's great. Oh, <laughs> I, exactly like I, my life. <laughs> research scientist included. I um, I wrote down, Lenny got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Nice. See, that would be the title of the show, again, <laughs> if we had other titles than what the episode's titled. Well, that is good. With that, being s- snow friends. with that being said, Robbie was a bit of a bitch in this opening sequence. Like, well, she y- was. Yes, and you're alluding to that, that she, she, she said, think of me in the sun and surf, and that will cheer you up. <laughs> yeah, she... <laughs> so sadistic. She was having a go... Like, she was... I'm gonna say having a laugh at his expense. Like she wasn't outright being horrible, but she wasn't uh, being nice at all. So, and I, I just thought then I'm pretty sure that Lenny is going to be thinking of you in the sun and the surf in your bikini. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to ask him to do that. Well, that's why he's pissed off. Um, he doesn't get to go to the Sun Fun Resort. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Mike, what do you think he'd be thinking about? That's a very dangerous question to ask. It is <laughs> exactly it is. what I'd be thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you did you guys notice that? W- was this the first time that they officially reveal that they're just flatmates and just a couple of friends? Oh, you notice that he goes oh, a comedian for a flatmate. You're you're my friend, right? Well, he, well, he goes, haha, got a comedian for a flatmate, and then they yeah, they made some mention about being friends. Not. Well, it well, was kind of what, somewhat say, established, oh, but it wasn't officially established. I've got a comedian for an F-buddy or something. What's he going to say? No, 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 no. It's just the flatmate part <laughs> that I mean. It wasn't really clearly established until now. Beyond any doubt, not just flatmates, just a couple of friends. Like, well, I think the fact that he says she's his flatmate doesn't mean it's not excluding anything. But I do agree with you that it's a good point that you're making that he did say, you're my friend. Apart from you, you're my only friend, basically. Mm. So, the fact that, you know, making it that they're friends. But that doesn't mean that they can't be, you know, related or, you know, like like what John said, F-buddies. I suppose so, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> think, think of the poor guy. I mean, can you... 
I understand why he snaps. He he has no friends, and the only person who comes close to being a friend has basically friend zoned him. Like, what what a position to be in. Well, I mean, you Poor create man. your own destiny, don't you? You do, you do. <laughs> I know. Look, oh, you just buy his... a copy for one hundred and nine dollars and ninety five cents at EB Games, coming out on the fifteenth of September. <laughs> the Taken King. Uh, wasn't that name? Wasn't that game called Density? It was Density. <laughs> I, I, density. I'm not, no, I'm not getting paid for this either, by the way. <clears throat> thank you to. Uh... I, I did see the ads for that. Is that Destiny Two or something? No, it's the new DLC. Oh, what they're advertising DLC? Uh, oh it's expensive. It's, it's like a big thing. Anyway, anyway. That's um, why I don't play games. Anyway, no, I was, so, just, I was just going to say that. Um, yeah. Damn it! Now I was not trying to thought you can get me thinking about <laughs> Destiny. I don't even play the game. All right, okay. move on, move on. Dental so, Stinny. What I noticed. Did you think that Brian Rooney was sick in this scene? He sounded really off. Like his voice actually sounded really funny. Did you guys pick up on that? Mm. Nah. No. Nah. Okay. Thought he anyway. acted crazy because um, he was meant to act crazy. So when Robbie leaves, the feral sneak in because they're, you know, freezing cold outside. I really love their costumes. And especially after our discussion two weeks ago with Mel Heap, I thought it was like pretty awesome. Like the attention that good. they paid in to these costumes. Uh, I don't know. How would you describe the way their costumes look, Winnie? Uh, I mean, they've already pulled the, uh, European peasants <laughs> part. And this was a bit of kind of like, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think like a Charles Dickens style London yeah. commoner. Look more British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really did. Can it I was have awesome. more, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how like those costumes? Because what you reckon they're about the size of a baby? The the feral puppets. They look about that size, don't you reckon? A big baby, mm, a little bigger, I reckon. Yeah, a, I guess you do get baby. baby clothes. You get baby clothes these days like that because parents are willing to spend a ridiculous amount of money to put their kids in like Jordan. Air Jordan clothes and everything like that. So, mm. I guess people are doing that kind of stuff these days. So, anyway, the Ferals plead with Lenny to stay. And, you know, Lenny is weak as piss. So, he said that they can stay for one night as long as they don't make his place look like it, a bomb hit it. Uh, in the next section wait, of my wait, notes... Wait, I was just going to say, go on. before we... If you're about to move on, what was up with yep. that purple neon light in this scene? Did you see Oh, it? I didn't notice it. It was like there was this... It, first of all, it was really dark in the house, which I don't understand yeah. why in this scene. Later on, I understand why. But there was this weird purplish-pinkish neon light coming through the window. It was like they lived in the city and it was like a rotating billboard or something. It was really weird. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that, man. Just in this scene, okay. not, not later on. Hmm. I couldn't get it. I couldn't understand I, it. I agree that it was really dark. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was almost like... It was definitely warm inside, but they kept on talking about how they needed to pay the electricity bill as if it hadn't been paid. But, you know, it, it seemed like the the power was still on. So, yeah, I agree. It was a bit weird. Um, no, I didn't notice that. Didn't but it's just because I didn't Did cut the power off just yet. No, I, I didn't notice little details like that. Mm, mm. So, yeah, Lenny Lenny says they can stay as long as... That he does For one night and that their place, place doesn't look like a bomb hit it. So, in the next uh, section... Uh, I titled my notes, Place Looks Like a Bomb Hit It. And, I mean, like, the ferals have destroyed the place, basically. There was some digital device that we never found out that they wrecked. Um, they're just assholes, right? And <laughs> do you remember how Lenny acted in this, Mike? Like, this whole scene? Or, or Swinney? 
he how he reacted he he kind of doesn't he start kind of looks like he's crying a bit and then <laughs> he, he just crazy. snaps and he starts he like swinging a broom at them and he was <laughs> he was awesome in this scene and later on especially it was really good this was I, I, Lenny's episode. It was brilliant. It was. I, I really liked the, the way they filmed it and just the timing of, of the, the puppeteers. It was brilliant. The way they yeah, ducked it at exactly the same time, the way the mop went. It was, it was really good. Yeah, exactly. But I love he the mop. totally spit the dummy. Oh, absolutely. I love the fact that he uses, he, he picked a mop up. Like the whole place was an absolute mess, but there wasn't anything to really mop up. Is the first thing that he did was pick up a mop. That's like the most useless thing to clean that place up with. But I don't think he was trying to clean it up. I think he was just like trying to whack him with it, wasn't he? Well, no, what he I picked know? it up and he said to them, which one of you guys are going to clean this now? Yeah. And they all look at oh, him and yeah. go... With a mop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, and they're assholes, right? <laughs> they're like totally destroyed the planes and they're like, you're going to clean it up. And also Joe comes in in this scene and it's also... The whole scene, this is... Like, if I try to think back for the whole episode, this is the best scene of this episode. Because uh, like, it's I don't awesome reckon. The way I, don't, he, I reckon the end is way better. But anyway, we'll get to okay, that. We'll okay. get to that. Well, I mean, because I like the way he smacks them all. Like, they're all, like, sort of on top of each other, like totems. And he hits them all individually, like, with the mop <laughs> to get rid of them. I don't know. I thought it was really funny. Um, so, as he leaves, like, Radis, you know, looks like he's got his little scheming face on and... The next scene, we see Lenny trying to fix his whatever digital device that they don't describe. Was it um, a portable he, TV transmitter or something? Exactly. Did he, did, That's exactly what yeah. it was. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I didn't even pick up on what portable, it was called. Isn't that just an like antenna? Well, what's a portable TV transmitter? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. Ding! Uh, <laughs> you just got these zingers every now and then now. So, you're definitely uh, you know, on fire recently. Anyway, so, you know, Radis has schemed something, and then we see a rock get thrown into Lenny's place, Robbie and Lenny's place, and it's got, like, a paper around it, uh, and then Lenny starts reading it, and he's been invited to Disneyland as one of the one of the great young scientists or something, like, he's been randomly selected, and, you know, he's going to be going to Disneyland as long as he leaves right now. Okay, all right, before we get into, you know, where this leads... um. Why would you believe, first of all, this competition, but not just that, or this this thing, this message, the fact that it's been delivered via rock-through-window method. (laughs) No. I assume it was through the window. I didn't actually see where it came from. It was. It was. It smashed the window. smashed the hole in the window. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, competition. Oh, I won a trip. (laughs) Not. Someone just threw a rock or a brick through my window. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I what I just wrote down. So and with the phone call, I want to actually play the phone call because I don't think it gives oh, justice. Good. <laughs> oh. it. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I also wrote down a note. Lenny has recently donated money to some Nigerian prince. I mean, yeah. seriously, how did he believe that? He even said, this is a bit strange. I love... <laughs> no shit, it's strange. I love those uh, tr- uh, memes on the internet where it's got a picture of a sad, I guess a guy that looks like a Nigerian prince saying, nobody wants to take all this money I have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, when they've, like, turned the prank around to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> all right, so... I mean, do you want me to play this or Mike, do you want to, you know, try to 
try to act it out. No, I'm definitely not acting that out. <laughs> Go ahead Before and play we it. play it, I'll just say that yeah. Monkey Boy, you foresee you sorry foresee you foresaw something like this in uh, I think it was even last episode. Or well, yes, and and I thought it from the start of this whole show. I thought something like this would happen where. Like, imagine, okay, you know, I'll play it pretty soon, but if if this was played on TV now, oh my God, it would, <laughs> Twitter would melt down, man. Oh, it's so bad. All right, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and I'm going to play a little bit earlier um, than I had it queued up before, because I'm pretty sure this is also the scene where he calls himself Lenny Leonard, so it's a double, double whammy. Please find the following number for details of your flight. And uh, 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 of your flight and booking arrangements, we can only offer you the trip if you're able to leave straight away. This is weird. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, hello, hello. It's uh, Lenny Leonard here. Whoa, oh, Mr. Lenny Sam. Many, many congratulations. <laughs> That's right. We are the company who is flying. <laughs> yes. That's right. Flying you to Honorable <laughs> Disney Ranch for your competition winning. <laughs> Why do Japanese airlines fly to America? Um, uh, because it's too far to swim. Oh, because it's too far to swim. <laughs> Pretty funny joke, eh? Hey? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, you must go to airport this afternoon. Yeah, that's right, only flight available. You have ticket? Rep, Brian, look. Oh, there I came, Mr. Rennett. See you soon. <laughs> Mate, I, the wait, gong like, at the end was just like, <laughs> just finishes it. I wasn't actually going to play the whole thing, but I decided to just... When I was watching this, I was drinking some coffee. I almost spat it up. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Okay, it let, me, un- let me just explain that Moddy was dressed up in, like, a, a red kimono, wearing this yeah. really stereotypical, over-the-top black geisha-style wig. Yeah. Oh, quite cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, oh I mean, god. the costume was Oh cool. my god. Mm, costumes are excellent. God, it was bad. <laughs> I kind of wish this had happened before um, the episode where Mel was on, so we could ask him, yeah. what, what was going on <laughs> when this was all recorded? Look, maybe by today's standards is bad, but then compare it to something that came out relatively recently, uh, like Team America, that makes fun of North Korea. I, I think <laughs> the thing you is... You kind of got a good Can point. I just say... No, no, but I, I think the whole point is it's it's about that whole thing of punching up. It's kind of like you, you, yeah. you punch up, right? You don't punch down, right? So you don't, you know, make jokes about but- <laughs> people with disabilities and all that kind of stuff. But with Team America and with uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, because I like those guys, I think they attack everyone. So I think if, you know, you pretty consistently attack everyone, then it's kind of like, okay. Uh, but, I, you know, I it, agree. it's the people who constantly just attack you know, kind of punch down, you know, pick on immigrants or pick on, you know, Asian people or pick on this, but then but, pick on fat but, white but I guys guess who... The, the funny thing is, how do you define punching down? Because there's more Asian people than there are Caucasian people on the planet. Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> you Sorry. do actually have problems with that word. That's like the second time in the series you've, you've said Caucasian or you've stumbled on it. I'm pretty sure I do it intentionally. <laughs> oh, I'm really sure. Oh. Um... No, no, look, yeah, no, but, like, you got to put it in the context of Australian society, right? Like, it's always had a really bad, you know, we had the white Australia policy. Like, it's pretty pretty shocking some yeah, of the stuff we've yeah. done in the past. So, um, no, but, yeah, uh, look, I, I, I understand what you're saying. 
I definitely do. But I think if you think about the stereotypes in this show, they really haven't taken the piss out of sort of white people all the time. Um, but they are well, literally they, taking the piss they out of They do. Look, yeah. look at Keith. He's, you know, stereotype is a typical Aussie bum, I guess. I, I, I think I think yeah. different people are taking the piss out of it. It's just I think we've been conditioned to think that particular things stand out more. Yeah, you can take the piss out of white people as much as you want. You wouldn't even notice it. One thing I don't um, one thing I don't mm. understand with this um, whole impression was the CU tune part. That sound that was really odd because like yeah. CU tune. <laughs> And that doesn't even make sense from a from an impression standpoint. But hey, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to criticize because <laughs> no. you know everything about this show is 99 percent great in terms of um, you know voice acting and everything. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, that didn't make sense. But I uh, oh, look like, and I'm not I'm not going to say like you know it's the end of the world or anything. I just think it, it's it's a reflection of what the society was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Because um, it was almost 20 years to the day when this was broadcast, this episode. So, it's like, you know, that look, I, I'm actually kind of surprised more things like this haven't happened, actually. Like, this is the first time that something blatant like this has actually happened, don't you think? Oh, in the show, yeah. I guess... Yeah. I guess the fact that it's an ABC kids show means that, obviously, if we were talking about something that was on like, full frontal or fast-forward, the sketch shows that were in the 90s, you'd see a lot more of this stuff yeah. in those shows because they're aimed at adults and obviously they're they're, they're not restricted by all these stringent regulations around content that the ABC apparently had at that time, as Mal was saying. Yeah, that's true. But l- well, legit I mean, question... If you go back... Yeah. Go on. No, I was just going to say, uh, do, do you guys feel, though, that people are more racist now or then? Has racism really gone... Is there less of it now as a result of these oh, kind of 100%. changes? I, I think 100% people are less racist these days because okay. more aware of it. I mean, even even in my own personal life, I know people that are less racist now than they were before. And a lot of it's just because, you know, you don't know other people of other cultures and nationalities and diversity and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I think so you don't also realize, yeah, everyone's pretty similar in the way that they are. There's obviously not as much outward racism. And to me, what that means is that essentially... That that will filter that will fade out through you know as, as generations go on because mm. a lot of people are affected by that outward racism in the past. Hence, even if people have undertones and you know their, their inner thoughts are you know what you consider to be racist, it's about the way society treats it. So eventually, a lot of that will go out. But hey, we'll see what happens in like twenty years. So mm. yeah, that's true. So so going back to the ferals, um, like I said, almost spat out my coffee. <laughs> like, in a weird way, I found it funny, just because it was like, I knew something like this would happen. Um, so, Lenny, you know, takes the bait, uh, hook, line, and sinker, and runs over to Joe's place to... Like, did he actually need to go to Joe's place? Oh, yeah, he needed to go to say, can you look after the house? That's right, of course. I thought he was just rubbing Joe's face in it now. Um, I will so, say, you know, I love Joe's place. Oh, I'm going to go to Disneyland. Go on. Go I, on. I loved Lenny's coat and scarf. I'm like, oh, man, that's an awesome coat. <laughs> <laughs> he just Which actually comes really up later, good. the way he's dressed. Yeah, I actually reckon all the, not just the ferals, all the costumes this episode, because they were having to wear all these winter clothing or, you know, cold clothing, were actually really yeah. good in this episode. So It's something I, I'd I see you as wearing. Actually. Swinny? Who? Huh? Swinny. It's something I would see Swinny as wearing. 
it's a little known fact that recently he's been looking for a new scarf. So well, it's a little known fact. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've had one. I've got one. So and eventually, the case found is closed. One. Done. Yes, case is closed. But there was a there was a sure period of this. deep searching for just the right scarf. There was, and I actually, uh, there's a, a retailer in Australia called Harris Scarf. Right. And I went there, yeah. and they didn't have any men's scarves. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, come on. Thanks, Harris Scarf. <laughs> God. <laughs> Are you serious? They did not have any men's scarves. No, I'm, I'm saying, are you serious that they thought you, they did have scarves? I thought they, they sell, would have scarves. They sell yeah. men's clothing, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not really men's clothing. It's more for kids and stuff. No, no, no it's, they it's sell, women. No, Harris Scarf sell men's, women's clothing. clothing. Yeah. They do. Yeah, not that much, though. Tons. Uh, I reckon a quarter of the store, if not more. Yeah, no. Really? Yeah, yep. they sell men's clothing. Well, I bought still, stuff there before. Still, a quarter of the store's not that good. But anyway, anyway, whatever. Well, they sell everything. I, I do find that amusing, though. They, they sell- It's called Harris Scarf, and they don't sell scarves. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they had, look, they had a couple of- They had some lady scarves and some Udemas unisex, but they weren't very- <laughs> Could you pass it off? Could you men's pass- Men's scarves. Could you no, pass? no, no. <laughs> They're, like, all oh, frilly and, like- Fluffy and stuff. So. Yeah, I can see you wearing it. Anyway, um, so in that in that meantime, Joe is also frantically looking around his apartment. Um, he agrees that he's going to look after Lenny and Robbie's apartment, and it also seems clear in this point that at this point that Joe does own the the flat and the house and the shed. Because remember that Mel said that the other week mm-hmm. that he owned it all, and we didn't know that. But what makes you I think, think it's this clear? Scene, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. What was... Well, the way he's describing it, it's like he's what? like the landlord. Can't, but why is he freaking out so much as to... You, uh, I'm not going to spoil what happens next, but the incident that I agree, happens I agree. next. He no, freaks no, out. I agree. It does seem really weird yeah. throughout this whole show that he's always sensitive about Robbie and Lenny. Yeah. If it was my place, I'd be like... he owns the place. <laughs> Whatever. Piss off, yeah. Exactly. Should happen. Exactly. So, yeah, we find out that he, he found uh, his phone. Now, I think that that whole thing is just trying to establish that the Ferrells stole his phone and that's, you know, how they got the phone call and how they pulled off the scam and nothing else came off it, really. Yeah, I like that they um, at least explained that how they got access to a phone. It's It yeah, wasn't necessary, yeah. but it shows that they pay, they pay attention to those little things, so... Well, would you guys say, I mean, we're halfway through the episode, would, mm-hmm. would you say that this episode's quite tight in its writing and story construct? Um, like, it's sort of like, you know, you're always focused on what's going on right now. It's pretty clear. It, it is in that sense, but at the same time, I felt it had quite a few moments where they just felt out of place or it felt like, why, why is this thing even happening? So, yes and no. It was a, it was a weird one in that sense. Yeah, the logic. I get. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, okay, so in this in this scene, this is where Moddy convinces Joe that they'll they'll mine the flat for him. Um, so, what I thought was weird. So the you know the Ferals are over there. They're they're wanting to trash the place. Then they get a call from Joe, and Radis is suddenly like, you know, super super worried, like insanely worried, like. Oh, oh no! We're gonna be we're gonna be this happy family that Mixie wants us to be. <laughs> Did you guys thought that was really weird? Yeah, I mean, what could I you thought, have possibly said? Yeah, I thought it was weird, but I mean, they don't abandon it, and I think the way you know eventually they treat that is actually pretty smart. But 
Yeah, it's it was odd because they didn't really spend much time on it. So you could have, mm. if you weren't paying attention, you could have missed that, and it wouldn't have made sense at all why the ferals were yeah. acting mm. really nice and not messing everything up and eating the food. Yeah, exactly. It, it's sort of like uh, uh, it's not a Deus Ex Machina, but it, like I don't know how to describe it. But you're right. The way you describe it is right that. It's just like this little part of the plot that's so important. It's a linchpin of the plot and they barely go over it and they refer to it later, but it's kind of like you don't, if you don't remember that first scene, you won't, the, the time they remember it, it's pointless as well because you don't know what he's talking about or okay. what he's referring to. I'll just say, um, you say Deus Ex Machina. Now, you've obviously brought this up before. I just had to read, um, like a play, I guess it's it's not an, a story, but it, it's set out like a play, which is Medea, which was I think Euripides, like some Greek, yeah. Greek, mm-hmm. uh, you know, playwright. And it's funny, right at the end, it actually says, "And Medea appears riding this like dragon chariot, the Deus Ex Machina." It actually says that in the text <laughs> of the book. I'm like, why to be subtle, saying this is the Deus Ex Machina in the actual like. I guess it's like the little note for, you know, exit stage, come on stage, and it actually says the Deus Ex Machina. So I'm like, just just, just completely put it out there. Just to completely put, <laughs> just, also put it out there, Ex Machina was an awesome film. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even know what this is. this just come out or something? Uh, it's, it's been out for a little while. Uh, it, it's not not huge. It wasn't one of those mainstreams. I think it was only available who, who at like, wrote Nova it or something. Um, I I don't remember. I just quickly watched it last night. I didn't even get a chance to look at the the actors in the credits. But um, Wait, actors in the credit. You watch the movie, you don't know who the actors are. What no, do you mean? Dude, I watched it at. I, it finished at four a.m. <laughs> so at the moment the credits rolled, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> fell asleep. But didn't you recognize anyone? It's uh, no, obviously no. you didn't. Right? None of okay. the, the. It's. Well, maybe I would have seen some people in, in previous stuff, but none of them were like mainstream huge actors, which made it even better. It just brought more realism to the whole thing. Uh, Oscar, Oscar, okay. Oscar uh, sorry, Oscar Isaac's in it. He's uh, in the upcoming Star Wars, right? So yeah, uh, but okay, excellent, um, really cool ideas, worth a watch. Okay, okay, I will watch it. But anyway, so getting back to this, um. I, I want to ask you two questions. The first one is, what do you think Joe said on the phone, Swinney? Hmm. That Radis had a secret past being, a, like, a, a baby model or something. Oh, <laughs> that, that's, good. that's good. Like a baby rat you- model for, like, baby rat clothing <laughs> or something? <laughs> Completely ruined his image. <laughs> Target for kids, baby rat. Um, how about you, Mike? Well, I... If it wasn't the release of a sex tape that no one else knew about, it probably was something along the lines of roadkill and then he was going to eat him. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'll just probably. say we know later on that the ferals know about this as well. Yes. So yeah, I don't know if a sex scared. tape would really fulfill that. Yeah, criteria. true, actually. If you Potential. put it in the whole context, unless they, care. they would actually think it's funny. Unless it included all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Ferrell's orgy. This is this is rule thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, do do you guys remember when they are trashing the place, and Radis gets the phone call? What Radis was playing on? 
Of course. A Game Boy, of course. Yeah. How cool is that, man? I was uh, like, that's so cool. But it did you guys pick good. up what game it was? No. Well, neither did, did I. It? I'm just asking. <laughs> you no, couldn't. it wasn't like an actual Game Boy game. Probably not. Well, the, there was a cartridge <laughs> in there, but you couldn't read what it was because it covers no. the... I thought maybe the sounds would would be a giveaway, but hey, it wasn't. Hey, I got to give them credit. I remember when they used to have Game Boys in movies and TV shows, and half the time they'd have someone playing it. There's no cartridge in the top, yep. so they at least had a cartridge in there. So they give them points okay. on that. Can I just call out something about you know people playing games um, in movies, TV <laughs> oh, okay, shows, right, and everything? TV shows because we're not familiar with people playing right? games. Swinny and I. Now, so characters playing games. How do I, I'm going to ask this as a question? How do people play when they're playing on a Nintendo 64 controller? And what what about it drove you crazy? Well, do you guys remember? Generally, nope. the standard way you use a Nintendo 64 controller is you hold it in the middle because of the yep. the Z trigger at the back yep. and the, the analog stick. Yep. Only yep. a few games have you holding it on the entire left side with the D pad. Yep. So every so single time. Three- yeah, three parts that you can hold the yeah. controller. Like yeah. the right hand is almost always—I don't even know any game where the right hand is ever moved from the right sort of part of the controller. Uh, I think the only did, the yeah. only games that really had it maybe were some of the first-person shooters that had some alternate schemes. That's a, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, true. So so almost every single game, right? And almost every single game, like I'd probably say ninety percent of the games, you'd you'd hold it from the middle, right? Oh, easy. Yeah. What, drove, what drove me absolutely crazy? Was in it seemed like the most consistent thing that when you had an adult character, so like an adult playing whoever, they hold it from the left hand side and move the analog stick like reaching over to it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that? Well, have yeah, you ever well, seen your parents try to play a game? Yeah, I've actually seen. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I've <laughs> actually seen somebody I. Going? I've seen somebody I know <sighs> use the sixty-four controller like that. So yeah, I can definitely believe it. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, that- I know my dad when he used to try to play Gran Turismo and stuff. He'd move his entire hand to emulate a steering wheel <laughs> while holding the controller. Like Man, that, you don't just, need to do that. It doesn't do thinking, anything. He was thinking ahead, you know. He was, he was. The controller on the PlayStation. Exactly. He, he was ahead like, of time. Shut up, Michael. You don't understand. One day this technology will exist. Now. <laughs> you are yeah. delusional. We're, we're saying about people playing stuff. Um, Monkey Ball, you've seen House of Cards, yeah? Yeah. You know, the the main yeah. guy. He, he hey, I haven't. So, oh, which one? The US or the UK? The US. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no spoilers, yeah. please. Yeah, it's no spoilers. So he likes to, you know, he actually. So when he when he killed that person, <laughs> <laughs> he he's playing. Don't like make spoil stuff sh- for you. Can I, die one can day. I finish? <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> he's playing like a first person shooter, but he's whacking all the buttons like he's playing some. I don't know, like fighting game. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. yeah, yeah. That's right. There's a scene where he's playing like a 360 or something, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, what was and they game? show him playing like a Call of Duty, but he's hitting all the buttons like, like he's playing a fighting game or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's right. It's so true. Yeah, I think he actually is playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, I think it was like the oh, geez, Ghost or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. The way he was playing it, it's like the way that people play Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like bah, 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 bah. anyway, we're yeah, way off awesome. topic. <laughs> yeah, we're way off. This all came from Game Boy. Sorry. Um, so in the next scene, we have the Ferals who are acting like a happy family. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of boring. I thought it was pretty dodgy how they were how Radis was licking. 
on the breadstick. Oh, Do you remember that? Yes. Yep. I okay. Before Mike says what he's going to say, <laughs> I was um, say anything. Have, have you? Oh, yeah, right. All right, you 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 take your piece then, Sweeney. Uh, have you guys ever seen um those? I don't know if there's one clip or they made a couple of them. They're not. Uh, sorry, the safe for work porn where they edit in all like things to make it look like they're doing safe for work practices like this on YouTube and everything like that. Um, mm. Where, like, they're playing the harmonica, you know, instead of doing certain things. And to me, this looked like it was ready-made for safe for work. They didn't even need to do any editing. It was just a big <laughs> baguette. And Radis, <laughs> Radis was doing something of that baguette. It was pretty dodgy. He's trying to lick off the gravy. <laughs> Which didn't look like gravy. <laughs> Yeah, but it didn't look like gravy, but, it, like, what did it look like? It was just, like, black tar or yeah, something. Yeah, it looks apparent. like wet cement <laughs> until... Uh, I thought it was, like, Nutella Vegemite. I thought it was, like, Until Vegemite. it got... Yeah, it looked like Vegemite. Until it got splattered onto the wall, then it looked like shit. <laughs> like, yeah. really bad. The way he was licking it, <laughs> so dodgy. Like, surely these guys were, like, pissing themselves laughing, like, <laughs> for, for this bit. And, um, and because a baguette and- is probably the most phallic kind of bread possible. <laughs> oh yeah. And this this was this was massive. Who knows all about it? <laughs> I, just, I just want to go to a bakery. <laughs> just like go to baguette, the phallic of the phallic bread of the bread family. Can I have please have the uh, most phallic baguette in your bakery, please? <laughs> Oh god. Um yeah, so they take you to the, the back and like- they give you a dark rye baguette. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, we're getting off track. So all the ferals start fighting because they're all hungry, uh, because they were being so polite. And then Darren grabs a baguette and like Swinney was saying, gets all gravy on the wall. Now, like, surely you get a bit of gravy on the wall. I don't know, I've never done that, but it can't be that hard to get it off. No. He just totally... I don't know, he's trying to wipe it off and it's just like a mess. I guess, I guess this is going back to the point that Mike made, that there's some critical stuff in this episode that kind of don't doesn't make sense. No, this makes sense. It's just the feral... Really? Yeah, no, but the ferals are just inept at everything. That's why. It, like, it makes sense in their, mm. in their world. The, the ferals can't do something so. simple like this. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, so then he decides to use sandpaper to try to get it off, <laughs> and they're all they all call out no, and then it's sort of like they're you know it's all fast forward motion of him like you know basically drilling a hole in the wall, like surely they would have stopped him at some point of doing this. Yeah, but then they but- couldn't. Move ahead with the storyline that just the episode finished. <laughs> yeah, then the episode would have been over in 10 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anyway, the other thing that I thought was weird is that when they did put the hole in and he sticks his head out, that it's actually like a corrugated iron wall yeah. on the other side. Yeah. And it's I, so thin. I actually thought when he stuck his head out and moved side to side, it looked so funny. It made me laugh so much. I loved it. Yeah. It was so yeah, simple, so but so well shot and well done. So. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were actually a lot of scenes in this episode that were really, really well shot. Um, so then we have Joe returning. And I actually have to say, he looks, like, really good. He looks like a full-on businessman mm. in this bit. Yep. He's got a proper suit on, tie, and everything. So he, com- he comes back. Yeah. 
and they've prepared lunch for him because obviously he's blackmailed Radis and whatnot. Yeah, and that's so weird. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. so nice to him. Yeah, right. Why on earth would Joe or anyone want to eat food prepared by the ferals? <laughs> it does not make any sense. And he also enjoyed it. They, he loved it. He was like, it was really good, apart from the lack of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. I know, I agree. Like, the whole, like, setup in that way made no sense. Like, I still don't... Like, out of the whole show, they've never acted like this. There's never been anything. Like, they're going to kick him out. They get Like, Joe's going to kick them all out. They're gonna, not going to have a home. And they're kind of... They're still acting like a douchebag to him. See, that that so, um that thing that he's got on Radis, it must be really big. Can't wait to find out. Yeah. Mm. That's true. That's true. So, we have Darren standing in front of the hole and then sort of uh, uncovers it when he wants to, you know, get the food. Uh, and then, you know, obviously there's a hole in the wall and the, all the heat's coming uh, going out of the house. Again, I wrote, like, why is Joe stressed out? He owns this house, doesn't he? So, like, what does he care? Um, so then he... I, I don't know. What did you guys think of, like, the little scene where he's, like, you know, trying to cut the square out? <laughs> I love that. Getting, awesome. It made sense. Yeah. yeah. I think it was awesome. He did, was- did you remember what... Um, what happened with Moddy in this scene? Okay, well... When he's starting to reach a sweat? Yeah, basically, it was acting as if Joe was performing surgery. <laughs> yeah. Because he yeah. had the face mask on, and he goes, uh, forehead, or something like that, and Moddy, yeah, yeah. Moddy wipes his forehead with a sponge, <laughs> um, and then goes back, and he's made the incision lines around the, the hole, because he's wanting to knock out and make it square to put this flat, cover on which doesn't make any sense but i don't know i'm not gonna go there (laughs) but it was and i like he goes to hit it and hit it again and it starts going (laughs) crazy and going (laughs) unhinged there's so many unhinged people in this episode it's crazy (laughs) did you guys notice the Um, the delay in banging and the video is that just my video that stuffed up or was the entire episode actually delayed and i just you don't notice normally (laughs) It was, it was, because some of the puppets, when they were moving their mouths, it, like, was way out of sync. Mm. Yeah. But, um, okay, so this is all leading up to the really funny episode, or, uh, sorry, funny scene. Uh, do, do you remember the bit with Darren, Mike? No. What? <laughs> Have you this watched like this episode? the best part of the episode. The part where he runs I, into I, the wall? Be- yeah. yeah, but how funny it is. How it's like this ultra slow motion. Yes. Where they're all, they're all like, no, Darren. <laughs> and it's... I just wanted to see I can't believe you didn't remember this. I remember it very anyway. clearly. He's just clearly <laughs> didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as we did, Monkey Wood. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I um, I lost it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, this, this bit probably was the funniest little bit in, in the episode. I still maintain that the other scene was funnier when Lenny was cracking up. Um, but, uh, yeah, not like what happened was Darren was running at the wall. They're all like, don't do it. It's awesome slow-mo. And then Darren smashes a, this huge hole in the wall. Um, and then I think he had a line of like, oh, there you go. Like I've made the hole bigger for you because <laughs> that's what he thinks he wants. Um, yeah. Then they have this little odd reference again to the phone call, like, you know, Radis's phone call early with Joe. And what he'd do to them. And then he'd just say, oh, you wouldn't want to know or something. Yeah. I don't know. That whole scene's just weird. Now, Joe, um, I was going to say, Joe puts his face mask on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, it looks like, oh, I don't know what they're called, like those Jewish hat thingies. Shipka. 
Uh, Yamaka. Yamaka. He kind of looks like a big, oversized Yamaka on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. It's true, actually, when I'm, like, looking back at it. Um, so, yeah, then we then we get Robbie coming home and Joe has to stall. So, he forces the ferals to, to fix it while he's going to stall Robbie. And, okay, so what I want to ask is, is this actually the time when Robbie gets a new haircut? Mm-hmm. Or was the haircut different at the start of the episode? It was no, different it was at here. the start. No. Oh. No. Yeah. It wasn't. It was long at the start of the episode. Cause jo- no, because Joe actually compliments her on, on the haircut. When she comes back. But at yeah. the start of the episode, it was long. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys are disagreeing. We're, we're, about something we're disagreeing on the same thing. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not actually sure who's right or wrong. She had long hair at the start. Yeah, I think we're both saying exactly the same thing, but disagreeing with each other. You're you're right, Mike. I'm right. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. We're both right. (laughs) I just love it. I can tell you both disagreeing about what you're agreeing about. You're you're one of those people, monkey boy, you just sit back and you're like, I'm just going to let this unfold. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be like, this is going to be a mess and it's going to be a train... A car crash? Train crash. So, yes, she got a haircut while she was on holidays. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, what what would you now rate her? What would be the adjusted rating with this haircut? No, no adjustment. Still pretty hot. Okay. So, still nine and a half? Yeah. It's more than yeah. the, the, just a haircut. Okay, Luke. It's <laughs> okay. about beauty it's on the inside. That you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, because the because game? the Robbie character's been so beautiful on the inside <laughs> the last ten episodes. That's hey, true. Actually, people find things beautiful. Nasty, Maybe yeah. I just like mean people. I don't know, like that dominatrix type of stuff. Exactly. Um. Anyway, so she comes back and say and says that she's thinking about taking a year off. <laughs> and I did like the little scene with her and Joe. Where she's like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna take the year off and travel and explore, and you know, take a year off uni and." And then I like Joe. And true to his character, he said, oh, I've always said uni's useless. <laughs> and then she has a, a bit of a dig at him. It's like, oh, I thought it was just because you couldn't get in. <laughs> yeah, he's so he's mean. He's, his face was like... <laughs> I know, it's just awesome. <laughs> well, his whole life flashed in oh, front God. of him. Oh, damn, what have I done with it? <laughs> oh, God. Um... So, in the meanwhile, we have Lenny Leonard returning from the airport and absolutely, completely right, unhinged uh, No, you, mi- you missed a very important plot point. Well, I was going to come back to it after this. Okay. Yeah, okay. That so, was my favourite part. So we the have, part I laughed in the entire episode. Well, no, but it happens a bit later, right? It happens a bit later when it actually... No. part of the... Darren adjusts the stumps uh, before the Lenny-Robbie scene. Yes. Sorry, oh, sorry the Robbie-Joe okay. scene. Sorry. Okay, okay. So, yeah, Radis and Moddy joke about knocking the foundations to seal the crack. And Darren actually thinks that's a good idea to do. So, he goes underneath the house and and runs into the one of the stumps, I guess. Is that what they're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I think stumps. this this just has bad idea written all over it. But it, at first, I'm like, oh, my God. Turned out way better than expected. That was perfect. That <laughs> was as good as uh, Yeah, you're right. First, you're com- that first. Sorry, you're completely right. You're completely right. He knocks the foundation stump over, and it does actually seal the crack. It, like, pushes the wall into yeah. each other, mm-hmm. and then it suddenly looks perfect, which is, like, totally miraculous. Um, okay, so essentially the house is fixed. 
now, for all intents and purposes. Right? Uh, it looks fixed, because we know it's yeah. not. <laughs> well, yeah, true. It's like true. a broken so, relationship. Yeah, this is when... <laughs> this is when Lenny Lenny comes back um, with my father. And do, do you remember his demeanor, Mike? Uh, he was pretty pissed, to say the least. Oh, he's gone crazy, completely nutter. Yeah, he's oh, just, he was on a he's like he was, was on a it. mission, and the mission was dis- destroying the ferals. Well, <laughs> poor yeah. guy. I mean, come right, on, you have on, no friends. on the war path to the ferals. You have no friends. <laughs> you can't sleep with the girl of your dreams, who happens to be a housemate, and then they do this to him. Jeez. <laughs> at least he... And I mean... In, I was say, at least he had back. a song written in his name. Or written about yeah, him. True. You know? At least he had that. That's true. He didn't know about it, but at least he had it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you see the bit where he was, like, shaking Joe? And it, <laughs> they had a bell sound? No, it was the actual skeleton next to him that was rattling. It was perfectly oh. done. Oh, so what I thought it was, was, like, he was ringing his bell. Like, you know, shaking no, him. No, because... Like, ding, 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 ding. Because it... it kept going a little bit after and it was it was definitely the skeleton that made that noise and i thought it was definitely planned but it worked out really well so oh wow that's awesome i didn't notice that. i didn't notice that and then okay so another fact that we learned about lenny leonard apart from the fact that we've confirmed his name now is did he say he's from the country because he, he said he had to call his parents they said that in an the, earlier no, episode, he said something I like thought. no no he said it in this bit he goes my parents had to come from it's blank. It's not very clear. Like, I can play it again, but no, I, I can't make out what they say. I didn't pay attention. I'm pretty sure it sounded like he was saying, like, from the country. Like, his parents had to come from the country, and, you know... Anyway, they're annoyed with him. I was so... just going to say, <laughs> can Go can we get Mike to, uh, to explain Lenny's experience with the police? No. <laughs> Did you watch this episode? <laughs> I did. I, just, oh, I didn't. I didn't on. write the notes to quote what he's done with, with okay. the experience. Other than the fact that he was strip searched, to write anything about it. No, okay. I wrote the fact that he was strip searched. <laughs> yeah, which I guess it was a bad experience. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be happy to be strip searched. I mean, finally some action. First but... of all, I said experience. I didn't say good uh, or bad experience. Well, the experience he was that interi- he had. Was that he was, he was interrogated, interrogated strip and strip searched? Yes. This is a kids. This what? is a kids TV you- show. You don't say someone was strip searched on a kids TV show. I'm sorry. Well, it's clearly you the do. Kind of tone. It clearly just you do. <laughs> but but apart from the fact that it was crazy that he was at an airport and there was no actual ticket, what was the other contributing factor as to why he was strip searched, Mike? It was his look. The way he... What was his spot quiz to see if I was paying attention? It was his clothing and the way he looked. Yes, it was his clothing. Well, I did mention it earlier in this actual recording. (laughs) I feel like all the information is going out of your brain. It's like a filter. Comes in. Is it destiny related? No. Reject. But, yeah. But, Mike, did you happen to see... <laughs> the uh, the Bart Simpson cameo. I did. I did see that. I oh see that. yes, there we are. Yep. I knew they did. With with the badly drawn beard and hair on it. Yes. Okay. All right. But see, that's 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 also going back to like episode two, I think, or three. Yeah, because from the first season. Yes. Oh, was that actually? Which I pointed out as well. That, I pointed that one out. Ah. Yeah, that was that was the one, Swinney. You know, um, when we mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was the one, you know, where we mentioned it. You it was episode five. Episode five. Episode five. 
okay. Um, okay. It's even in our show notes on episode five, actually, of the first season, Wags to Riches, that um that we saw that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Mike okay. and I saw it, and you didn't you didn't see it. So I wasn't paying attention to you or the show back then. So <laughs> we were different people. <laughs> um, yeah, and so Lenny just goes absolutely ballistic in this whole scene. Just absolutely loses the plot. Um, and then, did, okay, so did he? I can't even remember how this worked, but he smashed into the wall, and it he basically they, like knocks the whole place down. I'll right? just say he goes, "They cut off my allowance." Then he goes, yeah. "Death to the ferals!" And then yeah, he runs, right, and somehow <laughs> I don't know if he runs a Joe or someone, and then falls into the crack where the where the crack was. Can I? Can I? You know when people actually act like madmen. Like, they do stuff and you're like, wow, this person's not even acting rational. Like, it, you know, people can be angry and that's, it's not like they're insane. They're just like angry and they want to hurt people. Yeah. But you know, when people just do stuff, you're like, oh my God, this person's like actually crazy. It doesn't make sense what they're doing. Yeah, that's Lenny what he was doing. And he was like he did. running into a wall or something. <laughs> and the ferals were hiding and he kicks a pillow and they, it falls right on their head and it was so well shot. It was, <laughs> it was perfect. really well I shot. noticed that as well. That was a complete fluke. That yeah. was a complete fluke. It hit, like, Moddy in the back of the head yeah. <laughs> and kept going. It was awesome. Um, okay, so, yeah, the household... Okay, this is what I want to say. The house collapses, mm-hmm. and then, like, instead of everyone going, oh, my God, you know, you're a total idiot, Lenny, it, the attention goes straight away to Joe, and Robbie and Lenny discover that Joe had let the ferals in. Did you guys think it was weird, the way it was structured? No, because they were trying to figure out... Why something like that could have possibly have happened? So you got to go to the source of the mystery, which is the ferals. It's one of, really like that is extremely quick though. I, I just, must admit, like if you yeah, go on, go on. I was just gonna say, in considering last episode, they didn't know that the guy was the robber until <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> it's a phone call from Joe's mum, and they're so dense they didn't get that. They sh- their reaction to this should have been it was Lenny's fault. Of yeah. course, that's what I'm thinking, it man. It's like. They got to the bottom of it, like, within 30 seconds. I'm like, it's impossible. There's no way that I would have thought that. If mm. if Mike ran into a wall mm. and my my house collapsed, I'd be like, dude, you're paying for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I actually reckon um, the episode would have been better if it did go that way, because it just would have been... Man, Lenny just got screwed over this entire episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it just ends. It ends. Poor guy. <laughs> Um, okay, so then the ferals are trying to escape and they get caught and Lenny goes absolutely nuts and then just kind of like duck out. It's like they don't even try to stop them. Well, They're before, just like, oh, we've got to go. Sorry. Before See that, Radis, they all huddle and Radis tells them what Joe was going to do if they didn't, um, yeah. you know, he's just like, oh, Joe's, yeah, Joe's going to do something. So they huddle around and they whisper and then at that point you're like, we're never going to find out. We're never gonna find Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, it was very weird, very weird. Um, so then they leave and the power goes out of the place. So they actually didn't pay the power bill as they were meant to. And then the ferals. So did you guys watch it to the end of the credits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you watched it to the end of the credits, right, Mike? Uh, yes. <laughs> Okay, so, no, so don't describe, say it. Describe say what happens, yes. Mike. Yes. Uh, <laughs> these the- names go up the screen. No, wait, down and the what screen, after I think. That? What? Names go down the screen? <laughs> anyway, wow. And then... <laughs> you know how a general it's, title scene it's works. It's reversed. 
<laughs> it's like uh, every credit thing in the world goes up and you didn't even get that part right. <laughs> so what happens at the end of the episode, Mike? Um, After the credits. There's like a couple of lions having sex, I think. <laughs> what? I, you could I have actually remember. come up with something that was a bit more believable and we would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, now that happened and then just moved on. <laughs> yeah, you could have just said the ferals were in the shed. Oh, the ferals were in the shed. That's like, what I meant. Pretty much always what happens. So, yeah, the gang, um, so Robbie, Lenny, and Joe try to storm into the feral shed. Using a ram, like a big f- ram thing. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember the ferals having a locked shed. Can they lock the shed? No. I don't think it's too far out of the realm of possibilities to imagine they could find where anything is possible. So anyway, the, what what I, what I don't understand about this ending. So like obviously only Swinny and I watched it. Um, <laughs> at the start of the episode, the ferals are stuck outside and they're cold, right? At the end of the episode, they're inside the shed and they're really warm. They've got like a heater in there or something. What's what the not happened? to understand about that? They're inside. It's warm. They're outside. Well, it's cold. They always had the shed. They always had the shed. Why were they outside? At the start of the episode, why weren't they just in their shed in the warmth? Look, the whole episode just did not. <laughs> right, I gotta ask. It makes sense what, to me. Do you reckon they've got electricity in the shed? Yeah, because yeah, there's scenes okay. where they have TV, then TV on. I thought maybe from the ruins of the apartment they took the heater. Now I know but, we but didn't how, see how that. Have they got power? How have they got power? Isn't it all one property? No, because oh, well, this is where, like, point. apparently it is, but I reckon it's not. I, re- I still reckon it's two separate properties. Wait. No, 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 because I'm pretty sure they established it's one big property. It's like, there's a house, there's a flat on it, and then there's a shed. Where was it's that like established, though? That wasn't, like I don't know. I don't think that was really ever officially established. Uh, no, wasn't the, the sheds on, I think, if, if anything, let's say that we don't know 100% that it's all the same, at minimum we know that the show is uh, sorry the show the shed is joe's mm. so potentially yeah, that's could definitely be, on one block that's yeah definitely on one potentially block. could be joe's house's electricity that the shed's running why are we going into detail about this mm. <laughs> hey what i want to know is what did joe say to radis we'll never know this is going to be like <sighs> the joke the first episode we'll never know damn it mel damn it we'll tell us and and what we'll know as well is he'll never say this again and the Ferals will act against him in every episode remaining. Mm. <laughs> I wonder so if why it, couldn't they just use it? I wonder if it's um like the gold uh the golden briefcase or whatever it is in pop fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the same time actually. Wasn't that nineteen ninety four? Yeah. Uh pop fiction. Yeah. yeah. So many parallels I'm sure it was between that show and this. I mean that, that sound like film you're doubting you, uh Swinney. Anyway, anyway, so that that wrapped up the episode. Um, I guess, like, just going on to ratings, and then we'll go on to some special stuff that's when you prepared. Uh, I thought the episode was pretty good. I just didn't find it super funny, but I found a few things funny. So I gave it 5 out of 10. Um, mm. How about you, Mike? What did you 5 out of 10 as well. Yeah, pretty much the same. I, I, I think oh, I only laughed. Oh, that's bad for you. Oh, that's the lowest score you've ever given. Really. I didn't ever. feel it. I did not feel it this episode. It's the well, love. You didn't watch it, so. <laughs> uh, and I watched it all the way up to the credits. I just didn't watch post credits because then I got distracted by something on the internet. Um, but yeah, five out of ten. 
he got okay. he got distracted by a a big <laughs> a big dark ride baguette. Oh yes. <laughs> a website that's full of like little image thumbnails of videos that you're gonna watch. Um how about you, Swinney? I will give this episode a seven. Whoa. Okay. Now I think that I would have actually rated it higher if I didn't think the start of the episode was a bit weak. And then it, mm. to me, it ramped up. And to me, it was Lenny and just, uh, he went insane. I loved it. He was so good yeah, in this not- episode. It showed me, it yeah. told me that his character <laughs> is so relatively by the numbers and, and calm all the time that <laughs> he was given the chance to go, okay, Lenny's going to lose it. You, you yeah. feel free to go nuts. And you can see yeah. that he was just waiting for an opportunity to just like go, <laughs> Adrian. He was awesome in this. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird episode. I feel like if it had a few more laughs, I would have actually propelled it like way higher than seven even. So I gave it a five, but I don't know. It just didn't have one, like it was missing a couple of laughs and it sort of just, I don't know. It was like, oh, it was a good episode. It wasn't a bad episode. Six, five, five, I don't know. That's yeah. where I landed, so. Same. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I felt like I didn't even know where you guys would land on this episode. Like, I could have imagined you, Swinny, giving it a three. You'd- I could have, I um, thought you guys were going to give it really low and I was going to be like, uh-huh. man, I'm going to look like a hipster just going against your, uh, your opinions <laughs> for the sake of it, you know? Yeah, no, it was a weird one. Like, I don't know. I, I think if I watched it again later, then it would really, you know, this one, these, these type of episodes either grow on you or you just go, oh, it's just total crap when you watch it again. I will um, say, I think my rating was, uh, I'm going to say, it was probably infl- artificially inflated because the last couple of episodes I've had, uh, although I didn't think the dental one was too bad, but ever since the episode 15 of the first season i don't think we've had a great episode since then so yeah i was thinking about that as well like the first three episodes that we've watched they've all been solid like there's certainly been no stinkers Mm. you know like some of the real stinkers that we had last season like yeah episode 15 which was horrible and um the ghost episode and all that kind of stuff they're certainly not like that but they're just sort of i don't know unfortunately i keep on thinking about uh, the Mary Poppins scene. <laughs> Can't beat that. <laughs> Way back in like episode eight or whatever that was. Um, it's really bad, but I feel like I am comparing it to the real highlights of the show. So, I don't know. I probably need to do a, a normalization at the end of the whole season to figure out where I really think the rating should You're land. You're going to have to have a Ferrell's marathon. Oh, God. God. <laughs> how, how long would that take? It's about half an hour each episode. Yeah, so seven and a 15 half. hours 15 uh, hours right yeah 15 for the like for the whole season yeah uh, for the two seasons uh, when you take off so, the like it's 25 minutes per episode including credits so you probably knock it down to like 14 a bit so 14 minutes no 14 episodes. hours in a bit you can do three episodes per oh, yeah, hour yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah. well, they're, no you're right they're there's, 25 there's, minutes per episode Mike so yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, even going to have to right. cut off the credits, credits. You can kind of skip some shit. No, no, no. But so, Winnie's right. You save five minutes per episode. So, five times 30 is, you know, <laughs> that number. And that's how much we save. <laughs> I think it's two hours. Um, okay. Anyway. So, I've got an audio clip to play. Do you want to set the scene for this, Winnie? Uh, I'll just say that I'd originally wanted to play this in an episode that Keith was in. 
for obvious mm. reasons, but unfortunately, I happened to choose an episode that Keith was not in at all. So I'm like, yeah, oh, that's my true. God, God hey, negative it. marks for that. He was mentioned, wasn't he? Was he in the credits? It's <laughs> in Keith. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure Keith was mentioned in this episode by Moddy. Ah, oh, okay. Maybe about like he's in a tree or something. Maybe so I thought he was coming and he never did. Maybe in the racist impression part, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure he was mentioned by Moddy when Moddy was trying to convince Joe to let them stay in the in the in the flat. See, Keith. Keith is is a legend. He braved the cold. So yeah, exactly. That's what I was wondering. Like, you know, how is he going to (laughs) survive the cold? I just had this horrible. uh, Vision of Keith being like Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back, where to survive the cold, he kills Kylie and cuts open Kylie and then hides inside her. God. Oh, well, well, Jesus Christ. You know, that's like two things I've, I've heard or seen today where something goes in, inside of something else. <laughs> uh, and I'm not talking about Mike style. <laughs> I'm talking... Yeah, I watched uh, another Peter Jackson film, Bad Taste. Again? In you watch f- it again? Yeah. And in the final scene, the character climbs inside of the other character and then comes from the comes out of the bottom what of the other character. The hell? Well, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm born again. <laughs> we all know... Uh, <laughs> so messed up. We all know Leprechaun 4 in space, where the Leprechaun comes out the guy's penis. Yes. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love Leprechaun 4. That's my favourite out of all of them. God, I love that film. I've seen it like 10 times. Um, anyway. Okay, so did you want any more setups, Winnie? Because I've totally <laughs> no. ruined your original setup. <laughs> no, there's no setups. Play the roller clip. Okay, I'm about to play it. You want to hear about the time across the Blue Mountains and wound up in Hawaii? We're desperate, Keith, but we're not crazy. I'd like to hear, Keithy. Well, I started out just before sunrise on Bloody neat. 
When I grab a fresh pile, I munch the green. But don't get me riled up, steal my eucalyptus. I get in a pure mate, none of your business. Gonna take my stash and hide it, just like Bill. Oh, blink and you'll miss it. Take a load off, grab a branch and bring it on. That's a take hits from the gum. Things are so good. Well done. That's awesome, man. That's that was really so good. good. <laughs> can, I, can I ask? Yeah, is that son of a preacher, man? Yes. The the sample. Well, the it hits from the bong, which is obviously what it's based on. He uses son of yep. a preacher, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> no, I've never heard hits from the bong by Cypress by song. Cypress Hill. Really, never. Oh, maybe I have actually. Yeah, I just don't really that, remember it. That's the okay. whole point of the song. <laughs> no, no, I hit. I got that. Like, even if you said hits from the gum, I understand that that would be hits from the bong. Um, I actually, anyway, I considered. Awesome, I considered setting the artist name to be Cypress Bill, as in Blinky Bill. But uh, no. <laughs> that's unreal, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I feel like I'll have to send that directly to Mel. I'm sure you'll probably hear it anyway. Um, okay, I think that wraps us up for this this week. Uh, next week is episode four, Home Truth. But for now, bye. Goodbye. Adios. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.